Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello and welcome back guys to another episode of the savage podcast. Yo, yo, what up? Oh, God damn, Rose, I'm liking (laughs) this, uh, bohemian chic style you've got going on here with some kind of I just head, decided headband to, motif yeah and... I just decided to put on a headband I'm like I'm feeling the headband thing lately although I don't know how I feel about it it's mainly to cover my very um unevenly dyed hair so oh. great yep have, have you had a bit of a disaster in the dyeing not not really it's just fading and I haven't gotten around to like you know, retouching it up. So mm. we're going to have to deal with the bohemian headband look as Daniel <laughs> just pointed <laughs> out. <laughs> well, that was like my first thing that I noticed when we yeah. got onto the Skype call. I was like, oh, Rose is uh, very Supporting uh, bohemian the headband. chic today. Oh, I, I yeah. like the way that you spun it, Daniel. Mm-hmm. I would just yeah. like to say I look like a mess, but you know. <laughs> well, I could have gone with that, but I just It was a nicer the, way the of saying of... I look like a mess. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Well, to be honest, I also like my hair right now. Daniel, you do know salons are open, right? You do know that. Okay. So there's no excuse for this. (laughs) Yeah. There's no excuse now. I mean, I think they've been open for a week too, haven't they? Yeah. What happened, Daniel? Uh, So busy with such social activities, hey? (laughs) Like no social activities. So I don't know what my excuse is actually. Yeah. What is your excuse, Daniel? Barbershop. Yeah. And there's one by my house too. So, I mean, I'm going to go probably tomorrow. Right. Um, I think, I think one reason is that you're not really seeing anybody. So there's no point of putting effort in, but you know what? You're seeing our audience. So this is it. This is it. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but like I've become like, and I don't know if this is like a trend. I don't know if everyone's experiencing this right now, Uh but like, you know, the last couple of weeks I've been feeling some kind of way with this oh, pandemic. Oh, I've been feeling some kind of way. We've, yeah. we've been feeling some kind of way. Oh, God damn. It's been, I feel like we're just getting to that point where everyone's like getting fed up, <sighs> mm-hmm. being like, okay, they're getting that, that COVID fatigue and that concept of like Groundhog Day. Yes. You know, like as soon as we started talking about that, I wish I never mentioned it. I wish I didn't I even know, think about it. I know, because now every morning you're like, good morning, it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, there's like a, have you seen the movie? I, that's the whole point, right? It's yeah, the movie. Yeah. Because, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Groundhog Day for a second. First of all, when it, yeah. isn't it coming up? That's a very good question. You okay. know what? I'm on my computer, so I can, uh, I can And it's like this. a very like North American thing, right? Cause like, I don't think anyone on anyone outside of North America, do they know what Groundhog Day is? Do I even know what Groundhog Day is? So I <laughs> think, okay, this is kind of my understanding is supposedly is this like an urban myth as well? Like it's not an actual it's thing. It's like a, yes. Okay. It's like a, it's like a, uh, urban, not urban. It's like a, it's like a legend. Um, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So the groundhog comes up. This is the legend, right? Okay. So the groundhog comes up out of his little hole or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And then he's like, Oh shit, it's still cold. And then he goes back in. So if he goes back in, that means that it's too cold still. And that it's, st- it's still winter. And mm. if he comes out, is it spring? Is that the whole well, thing? I, the interesting thing here, I didn't know this. Apparently, today is Groundhog Day. Oh, what? 
Because it's it's you February second, right? You mean it's 2nd, not just right? like Groundhog Day over and over again? Like today is actually Groundhog Day? Yeah. No, wait. Is it the first or the second of February today? Oh, the second, right? Oh, Daniel, today is the first, so, okay, so it would sorry, be tomorrow. 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 So uh, that's me, so funny. I will read you the tradition. Okay, read me the tradition and tell me if I got it completely wrong. Kind of right. Okay. Um, So it's a, and you're right, it's a popular North American tradition in the U.S. and Canada. um, And it derives from the Pennsylvanian Dutch superstition. Okay. That if, if a groundhog emerging from its burrow on this day sees its shadow due to clear clear weather, Uh it will retreat to its den and winter will persist for six more weeks. But if it does not see its shadow because of cloudiness, spring will arrive early. Oh, interesting. Okay. So this is just like, you know, just a folklore type of situation. Like it doesn't actually happen, right? Okay. Exactly. It's kind of like one of those things where it's like, you know, when they say like the sailors see a certain color of the sky, it means it's going to be, you know, the next day it's going to rain or something, you know, it's one of those things. And I think that that spawned, I don't know how then Groundhog Day because of that, I think it was because of that movie. Yeah, yeah. They I took think this, the, like, the whole reference of Groundhog Day actually being like a rep- like every day is repeating itself. That just comes from the movie because the movie, the whole point of the movie, for those of you guys that haven't seen it, is like basically this guy, he's like a journalist. He's like a announcer TV anchor. Mm-hmm. And he goes to this like tiny town yeah. to report on Groundhog Day. And then basically the yeah. premise is that every day he wakes up and he is, he's like reliving that same day over and over again. Yeah. And basically that's what we're experiencing currently. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. He's like stuck in like a time warp where yeah, every day is groundhog day. Um, and that, I think it's, it's interesting when this stuff happens because that film has kind of like spawned a, a new um, kind of groundhog day meaning. Exactly. Like there's almost mm-hmm. like cult following and a new term. And it's something that we use in everyday language now from that film, I feel like. Right. To say that, you know, if you're feeling like you're repeating stuff over and over and over again, you'll say, oh, it's like Groundhog Day. Yeah. So initially when you said that, though, I was like, because I was also thinking, I was like, I wonder if that kind of saying the the way that we used it now, I wonder mm. if that came from the film or if that was the, the original kind of intent of what Groundhog Day means. Mm. But I think that it's actually from the film because the original yeah, but- meaning of Groundhog Day doesn't sound like it means it no, repeats itself. It's like if the, yeah, it's, it has to do with weather. The groundhog <laughs> yeah, comes yeah, up, yeah. sees its shadow, goes back into its thing. Okay, it's six more weeks of winter. But I mean, also we're in Canada. So February 2nd, usually six yeah, more I'm weeks sorry, of winter. Yeah, I'm sorry. February 2nd is like peak winter. Are you joking? Exactly. <laughs> Ain't no groundhogs coming out of their <laughs> yeah. holes on February groundhog 2nd. Let's be, be honest here. deep. <laughs> they, be, they, they be doing that hibernation. <laughs> they be hibernating. <laughs> no, God. They be hibernating with them bears. Although today, sp- Daniel, has been an insanely warm day. It's... What is going on? Honestly, the world's it, it's, coming it's, to an end, but we're going to enjoy every minute of it because it's been warm. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like, it's a double edged sword. Cause obviously I've been like super happy about, I've like just come back to Canada and everyone's like, Oh, brace yourself for winter. Winter's coming, you know? And honestly, it's been so like probably the mildest winter I've even ever imagined. Right. Like, it's been actually really we, nice. It's been a blessing this year. Let's be honest. This year, it's been a blessing because of the fact that it's COVID. I mean, a part of me still is concerned the world's coming to an end and global warming is Mm going to hit us all next year. But, but this year, (laughs) it's been a blessing. Exactly. Because imagine if we were going through all of this stuff. I know. And it was minus 30 outside. Oh my God. Honestly, I would cry. Well, I'm concerned that we are like, I don't know what's happening. Like, are we just um, delaying winter or are Mm. we shortening winter? That's the, that's the good that's question. The question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, well, that's just it. Is it is it is it now because of 
global warming that, you know, cause, cause, cause global warming in a concept of itself is yes. Okay. The overall temperature of the world is getting warmer, yes. but it's also shifting world patterns. Right. Yeah. So, so it could be that, you know, our winter, you're right. Maybe it's pushed out now. Maybe actually what we're experiencing now was before, before November, December time. And now it's being pushed out here and actually we're going to get the minus 30 in March. Oh like, God. You know, you know, we just don't know what's going to happen. I yeah. mean, I would hope that's not the case, but. Well, either way, we're yeah. fucked. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's, yeah. It's... But today was nice. It was lovely. It was sunny. I went for a run. I went for a walk. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. God damn, you'd be doing some exercise. I is. I got to, like we talked about, uh, mm-hmm. it be it be a funk recently. You know, we've yeah. been going through a funk. So today I was like, you know what? I need to like mm-hmm. do my self-care activities. I need to feel mm-hmm. good because I don't want to yeah. feel so like just i'm not gonna say depressed but like sad (laughs) or just down i I, I echo that though like and i think i think you know i and just to to our to our like um our audience and stuff as well one of the things you can try to do or what i'm i think me and rose are both trying to do right now is we're getting in these funks and just trying to like break out of them by you know doing things that we like like going for walks doing fitness like i did a workout just today oh how was it daniel the one that i sent you it was good. It was intense. Which one did you do? Not was gonna, it one of the first so you, ones or, w- or was yeah. it the one that I sent you? It was the, you know, that playlist oh, of that girl that I does see. like, you know, so many yeah, different yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, you followed hit it. training. Yeah. So I did the first one. Um, didn't complete the whole video, to be honest. Daniel, <laughs> um, how long was it? I like died. It was 30 something minutes. And I think I did like 22. And then okay. I was like, I, I did a good amount. And I thought to myself, again, this is another thing. So guys, <laughs> as you know, I've been quite lazy with my fitness. Uh, other than doing that? like walking challenges. Well, maybe people don't. <laughs> I have been, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, but with this like walking challenge, I was doing, I was doing other t- forms of fitness, but I haven't done that much like hit training like I used to. And when I did this 20, like, t- by the way, that's not hit so? training. Anyways. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I'm going to go on a rant after, but you go first. Okay. Um, but I just, I, I could feel that like my legs were already getting a little bit sore Mm. and stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to my body. I don't want to like pull a muscle or do something right away when I'm starting to work out. So I'm going to gradually increase it. So like tomorrow I said, I want to do the same workout, but I'm going to try to do the full 30 minutes if I can, or just again, just kind of listen to my body, but I'm happy I did something today and I feel better for Yeah, yeah, totally. And you should maybe like, it's better to, um, do like the mod, like, how do I say like the less intense version of the workouts like less jumping because yeah. sometimes that's what I do if there's like so much jumping and I'm like I'm not used to it then I'll like do the like you know uh beginner form of the yeah. workout but I was gonna go on a little rant okay mm-hmm. one thing that I look I appreciate all of these home workouts and all these like mm-hmm. fitness influencers that have probably skyrocketed during this time <laughs> yeah. Let's be um, honest. Their their they, channels are exploding. Yeah, no kidding. Like they are just, you know, making bank. You know what? They should. They're mm-hmm. working very hard making these yeah. workouts. But the one thing that bugs me is that every single one of these workouts, they call themselves HIT. So for those of you guys that don't know what HIT is, it's high intensity interval training. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it stands for. And it's become this like buzzword now. And it almost doesn't mean anything anymore because people are just throwing this around as if all the workouts out there are hit workouts and they are not. Mm-hmm. So hit workouts, just to clarify, okay, just to clarify, hit workouts are supposed to be intervals of very mm-hmm. high intensity, like 
literal sprinting when your when your heart rate is like bursting okay so like 30 seconds of sprinting let's say and then you do maybe like a minute of like lower intensity either you like walk or you jog very slowly Mm -hmm. and literally every workout every single workout they call it hit and i'm like this is not hit you cannot call every workout hit i know it's a buzzword i know everyone's searching for hit but like it's like now it doesn't mean anything and now no one is gonna understand what hit is I'm it, it annoys me because I'll, I'll yeah. be like, okay, I'll search because maybe I actually want to do like a hit a workout. Hit training. Okay. And then yeah. I'll search like a hit workout and none of them are actually hit workouts. They're just like, mm. oh, let's do some crunches. No, this is kind just, of the, this. Mm-hmm, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go I was going to say <laughs> if there are random ab exercises uh, in the middle of your hit workout, it's probably not a hit workout. <laughs> but I think this is the kind of the problem with uh, like YouTube and some of these other things mm-hmm. is like, I don't know about you, but like half the time when I'm searching things, because people put in their own like buzzwords and stuff for their like search algorithms right. and everything, it will pull up anything. Like, so you could literally, and there is no like kind of, I feel like there's limited policing and checking of to make sure, okay, well, yes. is, is what you're saying on there actually the right, you know, the right thing or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so there's a lot of, I can see why that would be frustrating though, especially like, if you're, you wanting, like you said, you want to do a hit training session and all you're finding is <laughs> goddamn ab workouts, well, <laughs> which ain't be in the, in the hit, hit format, you know? Well, I've, I've come, to, I've, uh, I've made peace with the fact that basically I'm never going to find a hit workout on YouTube. It's just all going to be, those workouts guys are called circuit training. That's circuit training. And I'm not even a fucking fitness mm-hmm. person. Okay. It's circuit training when you do like a multiple workouts and it's like, you know, you still keep your heart rate high heart rate but it's not a hit workout okay i'm just gonna tell you right now it annoys the shit out of me and then another thing (laughs) another thing that fitness people do and again i kind of i understand the sentiment because obviously you want lots of views and if people are searching hit you want you want that you know that search you know to come up but at the same time it's like I mean, if my recipe is not a 10 minute recipe, I'm not going to put 10 minute recipe on my Mm -hmm. YouTube title. Anyway, (laughs) one thing that bugs me, another thing that bugs me guys is like these fitness people. Okay. I'm not naming one in particular, but just like in general, these fitness people, they Mm -hmm. know, they know for a fact that you can't do like spot training. Like for example, you can't uh, spot reduced. I mean, you can spot mm-hmm. train, but you cannot spot reduce. That means just because no matter how many, you know, sit-ups you do or crunches you do, your stomach is not going to shrink because you're doing sit-ups and crunches. You have to eat at a caloric deficit. You have to work, like you have to lose fat overall, right? Mm-hmm. And then wherever you hold your fat the most, that's probably where it's going to, you know, lose. You can't like control where the fat goes, right? Yeah. But well, it's because everybody's body is different as well, right? Exactly. Like people are going to deposit fat in certain areas, right? Like some people, they deposit fat in their butts. Well, other well, people, that be you, Daniel. Other, not everyone be so lucky. No, that's not. That's not my. Mine is around my my spare tire that I'm trying to lose. Oh at well, the moment, it goes so. it goes equally into your ass. But anyways, <laughs> uh, my issue is that these people they will put it in their like, they will title their video like, "How to get a workout for flat abs." Like, yeah. uh, work out to slimmer thighs. And I'm like, you literally know that that is not what it is. Like you can't. Mm-hmm. And, and what annoys me is that that like perpetuates this idea further yeah. that like you can work out those body parts and like somehow lose the fat on those body parts. Oh, mm. 
Anyways, it's it, it, there's a lot of the thing that's difficult, and I mm-hmm. find this this space actually speaking about fitness and everything else. <laughs> I find it like as someone that's not like I'm not into like I'm not like a I haven't studied fitness. I don't know that much about fitness. I look at fitness as oh I think it's good. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, sometimes I do call it a necessary evil because I just <laughs> you know I get to the gym and I'm just like oh god. Um, but I do enjoy it when I go. Um, but again, I'm not like a, a fitness guru by any means. I don't know any of this stuff. And I do find it quite hard to sometimes navigate through all of that, right. through all the noise, through all the stuff. Like I'm like, oh, is this an effective workout that I'm doing? I'm not sure. I think overall, if you are like even today, I did like the 22 minutes and I was like kicking myself. It's like, oh, should I have done the full thing? But I just mm-hmm. was trying to, you know, you know, little things like this. I think as long as you are doing some form of exercise and you're trying to be mindful about it, I think that's a positive thing. Um, but I do think, you know, it is hard. There's so many, many now fitness influencers mm-hmm. and there's just so much noise. You know what I mean? So yeah. it is, it is hard. And when you're right, like when people are terming things certain, like this is hit training, this is this, this is this, when it's actually not, there's a lot, there's so much like misinformation in that space. So yes. I'm like, if you do these crunches, you're going to get a flat stomach and it's like, well, you know, Unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. You can do you could do as many crunches as you want on your floor. And, you know, if you're not mixing that up with, like you said, like calorie deficit or, you know, doing extensive amounts of cardio and working other ways, you're never going to get a flat stomach, Mm -hmm. you know, like exactly. Yeah, that's why it annoys me because I mean, at least I know at this point at my age, I know like that it's bullshit, like spot reduction, like that's bullshit. But it's like a lot of young people are going to watch these videos and be like, oh, if I do this, I'm going to like, you know, get smaller legs. I'm like, no, you're not. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and then they'll be like, oh, well, you know, I need to still put it in the, in the search, uh, in the title because Mm -hmm. people are searching this stuff. I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter if people are searching for this stuff. People are searching for a lot of random shit. You're not gonna put that random shit in your goddamn title. Just fucking promote like the, Biggest nonsense ever. Something that's been disputed multiple times. Not disputed. What is that the right word? Disputed? Anyway. Uh, it's been disproven. Disproven. Yes. Debunked. Yeah. Yes. Debunked. So it's like, stop. De- <laughs> You're supposed to be a fitness guru, okay? You're supposed to yeah. know better. And apparently, mm-hmm. I know better than you do. Anyways. Goddamn, That's roses. my rant. Like you went on quite the little rant there, Rose. You'd it be getting angry me. as all It hell. annoys me. It annoys me when I'm doing like a hit workout and then they're like, let's do <laughs> abs for the next 10 minutes. I'm like, fuck my life. Because, mm. okay, I hate ab workouts. Just putting that out I there. I do too. They're so hard. And I feel and like, like they're a waste of my time because of what we just yeah. discussed. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're okay. It depends on the ab workout. Planks are very yeah. good. Yeah, I think I think the thing is too with I like I've really gotten into lately, and again, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad <laughs> thing, but I really like because I'm at home and I'm not don't have like I have a few weights, but not that many. Really getting into body weight workouts, yes, yes, so like yes. those like planks. I like doing like I do quite a lot of squats and lunges and things like that. And yeah, I'm yeah just we ain't got no other options, Daniel. God damn. I know. I do. This is another thing. Like I miss. Like, and and I know I said I had a love-hate relationship with the gym and that I was like, you know, I do, I still do, (laughs) but I actually, I actually do miss like one of the things I used to do in London, um, which I think I've talked about on the podcast before, but they have a lot of like kind of Barry's bootcamp style, um, fitness studios there. And I wouldn't do them all the time because they were quite expensive. It would be like, I would do it like maybe once or maybe twice a week. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, just to pepper in with my yeah, yeah, yeah. other workouts, right? So, like, maybe on a Friday, I'd go do it. And the workouts, honestly, were so good because they, I feel like, were, like, just so intense. Yeah, and they're pretty really, intense. really pushed me, yeah. So, And then all the people that go that. to those workouts are hot as shit. 
Oh God, yeah, that's, probably, right? that's half the reason you go. You that's know? that's another dang. thing. I don't know if you actually did. You actually go to Barry's boot camp, or did you go to like? I, so I I did go to Barry's a few times with a, one of the girls in my office was like obsessed with Barry's, so I used to go of with course. her quite a lot. Um, but there was also a studio, it was called sweat it. And it was like literally like right under my office. So like I could literally take the elevator down and go around the building and just, okay. So, and it's like the same concept. Yeah, exactly. Let me guess. The people at sweat it were not as hot as Barry's bootcamp. No, there was definitely some hotties as well. Yeah. Okay. Cause I I feel like half the appeal of Barry's bootcamp is, is like, Oh, look, look at all these hot people. They're Mm -hmm. doing this workout. That means if you come to these workouts, you're also a hot person. Do you think that they have paid actors in that those classes? No, you know, I just feel like it's one of those things where it's kind of like like I don't want to say it's a cult, but it's like mm. it has that kind of culty vibe. You know, it's not yeah. a cult, guys. Okay, like let's not, you know, mm. let's not go overboard. Well, but the, it has that kind of vibe of like you definitely. know the people that do it are like super into it, and I'm like, okay, like yeah. I get it, it's a good workout, but it's also not like yeah. magic. <laughs> like yeah, and some some of the people that were doing it, honestly, <clears throat> even from my office for the sweat at one because they had like yeah, packages yeah, yeah. and stuff, there were people literally going to that studio like four times a week. Oh my god! And I was like, and it's it like expensive. Ex- it's so expensive. Yeah. Like that's why I would like I had a class pass and I was like trying to be all like budget conscious because like it was like well, I think even on sale it was like twenty pounds a class, mm. and I was like it was just like ridiculous. You know, you can't, Exactly. When a gym membership is like maybe 40, 50 pounds and then you have a, like one class is 20. It's like, you know. Yeah. These boutique gyms, man. There's so many people yeah. that will pay so much money for these gyms. It's like CrossFit. Like CrossFit's oh like God. so expensive. CrossFit's like crazy expensive. Which is and another kind it. of culty kind of thing, you know. I know. <laughs> uh, so many people like get so into it. Not like knocking CrossFit. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. always these like memes and jokes about it. Yeah. And you know how you know how everyone's like always like ripping at the taking the piss out of the vegans being like oh um how did how did how to know if someone's vegan they'll tell you yeah and then they, they do the same thing with crossfitters and then there was this one meme that's like if someone's vegan and a crossfitter what are they going to tell you about first yeah you know what i mean like what's going to be the first I've thing that they're that going to tell you that's so yeah. funny um so good yeah so yeah wow we just yeah. talked about random shit for 24 minutes mm-hmm. Well, and another thing, one other uh-huh. thing I was going to say about like the berries and these kind of fitness Let's keep classes. ranting, Daniel. Yeah, we could probably fill an entire hour with this rant. Uh-huh. I know, but we do have it's, to talk about the story. We will talk about the story. Don't worry. Oh, God. It's just so good. Um, So good and so bad in so many ways, guys. We'll get into that. Um, But also, there's a lot of like guys that go to these classes and they like just, you know, work out without their shirt on. And I'm just like, good for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you I would never. <laughs> I was going to ask you, why don't you work out with, with your shirt off? Because you've seen my body. Oh, come on, Daniel. <laughs> you have a nice body. Stop it. I have like a, yeah, it's okay, but it's not, you know. So do you, th- like do you a- think they um, they purposely go just to show off their, their bod? Well, I don't know. Is it necessary to like work out without your shirt on? I don't know. <laughs> like, you know what I would, mean? Like, Would they do that at the actual gym? Probably not. See, that's what I exactly. mean. They're going there to do like a little modeling, you know, mm-hmm. session, uh, be a little eye candy. You know what I'm saying? That's true. The guys and the girls, honestly, I go in there. Oh, and, yeah. Like, I, There's a lot you know, of I consider people. myself so many and I'm like I consider myself relatively attractive but if I ever <laughs> want to feel really shitty about myself, I go to <laughs> yeah. Barry's boot camp and I'm like, yep. I'm like, you know, definitely far away from Oh my all god, of these me too. People. When I went to Barry's, like oh. I think I went to Barry's like twice. Mm-hmm. Um and then I remember like, yeah, I remember just going in and being like, why is everyone like a celebrity? Like why is everyone looking like they just walked out of like Beverly Hills a magazine? Fucking yeah, and I'm just like, okay, I have never felt so frumpy in my life. <laughs> oh god. I'm just like, why I does know, everybody have a like- six pack? Like fuck. 
because they are going seven times a week to those studios. Do you think that's why? I Again, like... What comes first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> like, were they hot first? So that's why they go there to show off their bod and feel even more hot, you know? Or did they become hot because of the workouts? We'll never know. Yeah. God damn. I don't know. And, and also roses. another thing with those, um, oh, like there's another, have you heard of barbell? Have you heard of mm-hmm. bar, like workouts bar? No. Oh my God. I don't think so. So bar is like, so it's B-A-R-R-E and it's like this, like, it's like kind of like a workout that's been inspired by ballet, I think. Okay. And so they, it's like a kind of unique as in they do, they make you do a lot of like small moves, but it's like pain. It's like pure pain. Anyways, there's a studio. It was, um, I think they had some in Calgary and also in Vancouver. And I'm not yeah. sure if they've shut down because of the pandemic again. I'm, I'm not oh, sure, damn. but I think they've had yeah. multiple studios. And I remember, uh, like whenever I'd go to these bar bell classes, I was like, is this some kind of like Lululemon photo shoot? Because like every single girl in there is like, they're just like dressed like they are doing some kind of fitness photo shoot. Like somebody is yeah. going to be filming you. I'm like, <laughs> and then I like when I first started going, I was just wearing like my shitty, like I had like the shittiest gym clothes. I was like this shirt I bought in like Korea, like five years ago. <laughs> and it was like $10 and I'm just like wearing the, the frumpiest shirt. And then everyone's just wearing like fucking hundred dollar Lululemon, you know, like sports bra and everything. And I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. I see how it is. Okay. Next time I'll wear my slightly nicer gym wear. Yeah. Hair tied back beautifully into a little bun. Yes, and they all makeup look so done. good. And I'm, yeah. I'm telling you those workouts, I, I, I don't know. In my opinion, again, I don't know. <laughs> they were painful. I will tell you that. Yeah. But I don't know if they would make a big impact in the overall body shape. Oh, God damn, Rose. And that's Rose's two cents about that's fitness. my tea that's the tea guys God damn so <laughs> oh to get so to daniel the story, really wants to talk about this guys so yeah, let's get to the story i've been dying to talk about this story for a number of reasons <laughs> because first of all i think like because we kind of talked about this like the other day but i think it just emphasizes and highlights so many things that we always talk about in this podcast mm. and i just feel like there's been so many pieces of this story that have like grown and and things that have happened that have been like I don't want to say ironic because I don't know if it is ironic, <laughs> but like it's ironic. Okay, guys. Um, I think we should just get a shirt or get some merch and just put ironic, period. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it is ironic. Guys, That'll be okay? our hipster There's merch. Just, ironic. Yeah. It's just like this whole story on so many different levels has just been crazy. So obviously. Okay, lay it, you know, lay it out for us, Daniel. Yeah. Lay it out for us. Oh, God damn. I don't even know where to start. So basically, guys, um, as you guys have seen in the media, the news lately, there's been a frenzy about this GameStop, this company called GameStop and their stock price. Right. And what has happened is kind of in the last kind of it, basically in the month of January, like the stock started going up, going up. And then really in January, this stock has taken off. Right. Like it went from like $30 to like $400 in like two days. Like it's just insane. Like it's crazy. So part of the reason why this is so interesting is because this particular stock had been um, shorted by like a ton of hedge funds on Wall Street, right? So a bunch of hedge funds had said, okay, we think that the value of, and this was before all of this other stuff happened with GameStop. These hedge funds were like, you know what? Actually, 
Um, we think that the stock is already overvalued for GameStop. We think it's going to be like the next blockbuster. It's going to go out of business. So we're going to short the stock, which basically... Explain what shorting the stock is for everyone. Okay. I'm not going to do the best job (laughs) here, guys, because it's a little bit like... It's not that complicated, but basically it's like if Rose owns the stock and I want to short it, I can borrow that stock off Rose and Mm. sell it. And when I do that, I'm hoping I'll, I, I, I owe Rose still the stock. So what I'm hoping is that the price goes down. I can buy that stock back and give it back to Rose and make a profit. So right? basically, guys, That's- shorting the stock in layman's terms means that you think the stock price is going to go down, essentially. Yes. So therefore, so you- you're basically gambling to mm-hmm. um, make money on the stock when, when the stock price goes down. So you're, exactly. you're, you're predicting that the stock price will go down. Continue. Exactly. So yeah, that's your kind of, that's your assumption. So a lot of these hedge funds, they've got together and hedge funds historically have been very vocal about their positions. Now, the interesting thing with that is if it's like a senior hedge fund manager or a company or whatever else, and they are being very vocal about their position saying we, you know, we're shorting this stock, blah, 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 blah. Like they actually are putting pressure on other investors who would look at them and say, oh, this hedge fund knows something, you know, like they're quite smart. So we're also going to short the stock. So what happens is it's almost as if, so this is kind of like what the whole argument about hedge fund managers is that they kind of manipulate the market in their own way by doing this. Right. And also the hedge fund managers all get together and each do similar moves as well. So this hedge fund manager will be like, we're shorting GameStop. So other hedge fund managers are like, we're going to short GameStop. And what it does is it puts this huge pressure on this stock for it to go down. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, they all win, the hedge fund managers. So so basically what happens, sorry, so, so basically what happens is that hedge fund managers will put it out there that like, yeah. oh, we're going to predict that this stock is going to go down. And then therefore, yeah. that actually creates like, a, because they said it, it creates it, it makes it actually go down because everyone kind of like freaks out because they think that the hedge fund managers like no shit, but essentially they're kind of like rigging the system in a way in their favor. Exactly. So that's, what's been happening on one side. So we call the hedge fund managers, like the institutional investors. They're like, you know, so they've done that. Uh huh. So, on the other side, there is a, everyone knows the, the, the forum Reddit, right? So Reddit's quite popular. People have like different forums and different like subreddits and all kinds of stuff where you can go and, you know, talk to people about common topics, right? So there's been this one Reddit forum called um, Wall Street Bets, right? And Wall Street Bets is a bunch of individuals on there all talking about, you know, stocks and, you know, investments and all kinds of stuff. Now, a couple things have happened. So... And actually, the thing that really pisses me off is like the way that the media has been taking up this story as well. So what happened on Wall Street Bets was a bunch of these kind of guys got together, guys and girls that are on Wall Street Bets. And they said, look, something weird is going on here. First of all, they're nostalgic about GameStop because, you know, a lot of these people grew up as kids going to the store, first of all. So there's that nostalgia around the store. Secondly, they were like, there has been some things happening with GameStop last year at the co- towards the end of the year they like appointed a new ceo who's like really um good at he um the new ceo he um worked for a online pet retailer or an e-commerce kind of company as well and was going to start pushing gamestop to be more like an e-commerce platform which is the direction they kind of need to go mm. um so some positive things have been happening for this for this for this company anyway these guys on wall uh, wall street bet start talking and they see, and they can see because the hedge funds have been very vocal, um, they noticed that the stock had been shorted 
140% of what was the available stock out there. So literally, and I don't understand the full intricacies of it, but basically the hedge fund managers had bet so hard that this stock was going to like sell or sorry, go down that they like, what's it called? They like over leveraged themselves and borrowed 140% of the stock. So like, so more than it exists, more than exists. Yeah. Which, which in itself should be illegal. You should not be able to do that. But then that shows that it's like obviously kind of a rigged sort of system, Mm. right? Which we will get to in a minute. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So the Wall the Wall Street bet guys uh, get together and they're like, oh, you know what, guys? First of all, you know, look at these hedge fund managers. They're in this position of shorting it 140%. Let's all get together and buy the stock. And obviously we know supply and demand. If a ton of people start coming in and buying a stock, what's going to happen to the price of that stock? It's going to go up. Uh-huh. And then what and then what happens, which gets really interesting, is as the price goes up, the people that have the short positions start to get scared. Right. Because they're like, holy shit, this stock is going the wrong way. I'm losing so much money because the losses are potentially infinite on the upside, you know. Right. Because the stock can go up as much as, you know, I mean, usually they don't go up so, so crazy. But anyway, so some of the short sellers are like, we have to get out of our position. So they start buying stock as well at the higher price to basically pay back the people that Uh they borrowed the stock from. Right. Which also drives the price up. Right. So it's like this like vicious it's gotten, cycle. So, that, so what is it at now? Is it still going up, Daniel? It's so so it went up. It reached a peak of like 400 and something. It's come down now. I think oh like my today God. it was like two it was like 225. Right. So this is when things get really interesting. Okay. There's just so oh, oh god guys. This like, whole honestly, story. Like this, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So on this like Reddit forum, these Wall Street bet guys, a lot of them were like talking about this whole trade and everything. And there was like three well, there's like more than three. There's a couple of reasons why they wanted to do this. And a couple of the people were like, quite a lot of people were commenting about how these hedge fund managers are doing this kind of stuff. Like, you know, getting away with doing all of this stuff. And they really wanted to stick it to these hedge fund managers. So there was people that were like, you know what? You know, our parents, for example, got impacted with the financial crisis, lost their homes. All of this stuff happened and nothing happened to the, you know, the hedge fund managers and all of these other people. They got bailed they out, didn't got, they? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They got bailed out. So they're like, our taxpaying dollars paid to bail them out. So now we're going to screw them at their own game and basically all got together and started doing this. And of course, the hedge fund managers freak out, right? Because they start, they literally start losing billions on this stock. Yeah. Billions. So basically, so, wait, wait, wait. So the, the, what happened was, so they were, there was all these discussions on Reddit, right? And then some people, I guess this Reddit, uh, this subreddit is, is huge. I don't, I don't really follow huge. Reddit. Okay. So then yeah. I guess like some people decided to just all like come together and say like, let's all buy the stock. Let's all bring the price up to screw over yeah. the hedge fund managers. Okay. Exactly. They said they need to pay. They need to like feel the pain. Yeah. And and it was so fun. Like, it's just crazy. So then uh-huh. all of a sudden, so, and, and the, this is the kind of ironic thing is a lot of these like little guys, they call them the little guys, the retail investors, the, re- the, just the everyday Joe's. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They were using this app called Robinhood. So right. Robinhood is a new app that's come out. I don't know if it's that new, maybe the last couple of years, which is an online trading app, which allows people like me, like you Rose, yeah. like everyday people to easily transact trades and go on to this app and the whole idea of the Robinhood app is called um the d what is it decentral not decentralization but like basically the democracy democratization democratization of finan- 
Yes. Thank is you. that the word? Democrat- okay. Yeah. D- democratization of finance. So that's their whole like premise is like helping the little guy, right? As in there's no like managers, there's no financial people in between you directly. Is that how it works on Robin Hood? Well, I don't. Not exactly. I don't think what they've done is they've made it possible because the trades are free for the people that use the app right. on their on their mm-hmm. thing. So it's making it more accessible for individuals, okay. right? So that was the whole premise of it. Okay. And ironically, and this is where things are like all kicking off. So as this price is going crazy, media is picking this up and everybody's kicking off. Every All of a sudden... This is crazy. Like, I am i don't know exactly all of the people that were starting to get involved, but like people were coming out of the woodwork, like regulators and obviously like other people that work in finance that are saying, oh my God, what is going on? This needs to be stopped. Yeah. There's, you know, like basically being like, we need to like, you know, um, increase reg- uh, regulation and stuff to prevent what's happening from happening. And so many people are getting pissed off because they're like, how funny is it that the hedge fund managers do almost exactly what these guys are doing? And get away with it every single day. Mm -hmm. And now the tables are flipped and the hedge fund managers are actually losing shitloads of money. And the little guys are making so much money Mm -hmm. that all of a sudden all of these people are coming out of the woodworks being like regulation needs to happen. And then a lot of people as well, which this kind of pissed me off. And I want your take on this. Okay. Like they were like saying that um, uh, these guys that, that, that basically the reason why this is dangerous is it's becoming it's causing a lot of volatility in the market. And people can lose a lot of money, right? Meaning like the little retail, like the little little guys like investing their money. But what they failed to recognize is a lot of the people that were buying this stock, not all of them were doing it for actual investment returns. A big majority of them that were on this subreddit thread, they first of all, don't these people shouldn't discount their intelligence because they found a break in the system yeah. and they found a way to screw over these hedge fund managers. So clearly they're a lot more smart than people, a lot more intelligent than people are giving them credit right. for. But also a lot of them had said on the Reddit threads and we're mentioning this and they said, actually, I don't care if my shares go to zero. I just want to fuck <laughs> over these hedge funds. Oh Literally people were like, yeah, it was amazing. They were just like, I don't care. Like, look, I've, I've only put in a couple hundred, like $300, $400, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if this goes to zero. I want to see them suffer. These guys. Yeah. And, and, and all the news stations were like, there needs to be risk warnings. Like these people don't understand what they're doing. Like, oh my God. Yeah. That's very condescending. It was crazy. It was crazy. And so many like CNBC. Of and course. So many you have these people coming out of the woodwork, but it's really good because there's also been a lot of pushback from other people when uh-huh. we, when people have come in and been like, oh, there needs to be increased regulation. And people have been like, yes, we agree with you. There does need to be increased regulation. In this general. Happened. Exactly, yeah. in general. They said, first of all, the one fact that seems to be ignored quite often is why in the first place were the hedge funds um, shorting the stock 140 mm-hmm. percent to begin with that should have never happened and on so, and on what basis were they shorting the stock to begin with like do they just decide okay this company's like not doing that well so therefore yeah. let's all team up and let's all mm. short it and let's all talk about it so that the stock plummets that's fucked up i know the ironic thing though so the ironic thing which they keep kind of like leaning on and what they've been talking about uh-huh. and why they're saying about game stock like this stock is over in, uh, overvalued and whatever else they said oh you have to think about the fundamentals of investing and that's what their argument they're saying oh the hedge funds they analyze these companies and they see which ones are you know maybe not going to do well and then they short the stock that process there's nothing wrong with it's the aggressive way right. at which they're shorting the stock to basically fulfill their own prophecy that this price is going to go down 
Right. And they do this time and time again. Because like, shouldn't they not be allowed, for example, like I get it that we do need some, you know, people that know we knew we need people that understand finance to talk about finance and give us some, maybe some guidance. Right. So Mm -hmm. obviously people do look for information about certain stocks, if it's a good idea to invest or not. But at the same time, if they have a stake in the game, like, how do I say if they, if a dog in the fight, or skin in the game. Yeah, skin in the game. And what they say can impact that stock price. That's mm-hmm. just, that is a conflict of interest if I ever saw one. It's crazy. Like the, the basically one kind of positive thing that's come out of all of this. But again, I'm not that hopeful that, is, I, I, that anything is going to change. We all saw what happened with the financial market crash. Yeah. Like no, the fact that these hedge fund managers are still so leveraged mm-hmm. and like, like still so in these risky, super risky positions. Um, it just kind of reinforces to me that they've learned nothing from the financial crash and that there hasn't been any kind of regulation in place. And like the whole irony of this whole situation (laughs) is that it's, it's again, it's like, we know how we always talk about like how companies when they're doing well, they don't want to pay taxes and then what they want corporate handouts. It's almost like these guys, the hedge fund managers and everyone that, or not everyone, but like a lot of people that work in finance are okay when the rich people are winning. Exactly. As soon as that's, as soon as that's flipped, they freak out. They don't and want any regulations when they're winning. Exactly. They don't want any government help when they're win- winning. Exactly. And everyone's like, oh, well, you know, the thing is, is this game stock price um, doesn't, you know, the fundamentals aren't there. Like they haven't looked at the company's revenue and growth prospects and all this stuff. It doesn't like, matter. It's it a free market. Isn't, isn't the whole point that it's a free market? That's the whole point of the it. stock market. It, it really, mm. that's why I always say the stock market is not reality. It's not based it on like what's actually happening. Like, I mean, look at the stock, mm. uh, stock market during covid okay it was doing pretty fucking well during covid when everybody else was suffering so it has nothing to do with reality and a lot of it is on speculation and what you know public interest is mostly on speculation i know it's crazy and like the 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 interesting thing too which which came up a lot which i want to address as well Uh is a lot of a lot of people were like oh you know when these hedge funds were losing billions um they were saying it gets better though the roast there's Mm. another piece of the story which i haven't even oh shit there's more okay which is so ironic um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to get you a shirt that says irony. Yeah, I think I need one. Um, but a lot of people were like, again, they were like, oh, these, you know, these hedge funds are losing out. And yes, hedge funds are, you know, you need a certain amount of assets. Like typically to to to, to invest in a hedge fund as an individual, you need at least like a million dollars or something crazy. But also hedge funds do manage like, you know, pension funds and other things. And they said, think about it. Like if the hedge funds are losing, so are some of these people in pension funds and whatever else. And that might be true and might be accurate. But then my question again would be, okay, that that's true. They're losing out and that's not great. But at the same time, when was it okay for them to take such a risk with people right. like, with that, with that position? Cause again, is that what happened during the financial crisis of 2008? Well, is it's that a different p- part it, of it? Yeah. So the whole issue, oh, and again, I'm not, I don't know, I don't fully, because it gets so complicated and yeah. I don't fully understand it either. But I think that part of the reason that, because the financial crisis was a little bit different than this, but part of mm-hmm. the reason why so many of these big like banks and, and hedge fund managers and all of these people that were working in this industry, you know, had a lot of issue, like trouble is because they were leveraged. So like... Okay, explain like what concept, leveraged means. So for example, okay, let's say I want to invest, okay? And I think to myself stock in Apple is going to go up, right? So I put, I put in $10 
and it goes up to $20. Great. I've made $10. Mm -hmm. You know what's even better? Instead of just investing $10, why don't I borrow some money? Uh, put it into. So the whole idea of being leveraged is it's not actually your that's money. Why they fa exactly. So that's why when these like big corporations, when they said that they needed bailouts and, and were failing, it's because they'd over leveraged themselves to the point where if if the trade went the wrong way, they weren't able to cover so it. So then everything like, will crash. Exactly. And, and, and part of the thing of the financial crisis was that saying like, you know, they started saying, okay, like for example, banks, cause that was a big culprit in that as uh -huh. well. Banks need to have a certain reserve ratio. So they are allowed to lend out money, but only a certain amount of, you know, whatever their assets right. are. But it feel like, I feel like with hedge fund managers, it seems like they're still over leveraging themselves. Right. You know what I mean? Like the, one of the big players in this whole incident, they had to get like money from one of their, I guess, corporate buddies or whatever uh -huh. injection they had to have like a three billion dollar injection after the capital. gamestop situation yeah oh my after God. the gamestop so these guys on the best thing is though these guys on reddit are going mad right they're like holy shit like we just caused wall street to lose like 20 that's insane like, can you imagine being like yeah. i mean who are these people it's probably just like some random <laughs> dude that's just like unemployed just sitting you know just you know yeah. dicking around on reddit and then they're just like holy fuck we literally just caused a fucking wall street crash it's crazy. So respect, so that piece, man. Right? Respect. I, I know it's crazy. On top of all of this, this story gets even better. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So as as this all <laughs> is happening, Robinhood trading app. All right. All, uh -huh. all of a sudden, stops or blocks selling, or no, sorry, blocks buying of select stocks, including so GameStop. GameStop. Uh, a couple of the others, Nokia. There's a bunch of other ones. Oh, that there's other were, ones like, as well. Up. Yeah, oh. GameStop is like the main one because everyone like really flooded to GameStop. But like there's others that are in there as well. I think um, the movie theater one, uh, something else. Anyway, um, and now like there's huge speculation about Games or GameStop, Robinhood, where they're saying Robinhood is working with the hedge fund manager because the hedge fund manager was losing too much money and they said you need to stop letting people trade. And oh. Robin Robinhood basically said, look, you own GameStop, Rose. You can sell it on our platform, but you can't buy it. So they blocked it, people from buying the stock for like a period of time. Right. But d we discussed this briefly off air, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then remember our friend said like there, there might be another reason why? Yeah. So, so uh -huh, there is. Uh -huh. so, so the Just to part, give benefit the, of a doubt, maybe. Exactly. We're going to give benefit of the doubt, guys. We don't know 100% sure what happened. <laughs> yeah. It looks hella suspicious. I mean, yeah. And, and also, um, people were saying on some of the like Reddit forums and also like on YouTube and stuff, people were saying like part of, um, Robin Hood's business model is actually the reason they don't charge people for trades is because they actually sell the data of the people that are trading to the hedge fund managers and other people to see what the retail investors are doing in the market. So there's some weird stuff going on there, but they said that like, Part of like the issue with like buying and selling stock is like sometimes it, it can take up to two days for a trade to settle, right? Like you put a put an offer and it's not instantaneous, I guess. And you have this this concept of like a clearinghouse, and the clearinghouse has to have enough funds to be able to cover mm. like that two that two day gap. And if a stock gets like really volatile, it gets you need to have an injection of capital basically right. to make sure that you and Robinhood, that's their argument as to why they had to pause it. Cause they did let it open again after like a couple days. Right. Um, but obviously if you don't let people buy the stock that are on this app, it's going to impact the price and the price did fall. Right. So it's like, and people were saying when the price fell, a lot of the hedge funds that were in this position, they 
took smaller losses but covered their loss at that time because oh. the price dropped. So they're like, okay, it's only a hundred now and not four hundred. I'm getting out. I'm gonna just cut my losses at a hundred dollars I mean, a share. It wouldn't surprise out. me if Robinhood had you know hedge fund managers that were maybe investors or something in you know like th- that yeah. wouldn't surprise me. It's just this whole the whole fact that we're even so at, like the whole fact that we're even talking about this story and all of this has caused such an uproar. Like yeah. literally it's insane. The, it is insane. People are losing their shit on this. <laughs> You're losing your and, shit. Like, <laughs> I'm losing my shit. I kind of love it. Cause it is kind of this whole like David versus Goliath and all this other stuff. But like, it's also been such an eye opener how the media has picked this up. Right. And really like some people are on the side of these retail investors, but other people are like, you know, really pushing this like regulation and everything else. And it's so ironic that like these companies or these people are coming up saying like, Oh, you know, these poor investors, we need to protect these retail investors because they don't know what they're doing. This stock is really volatile. Um, oh, but at the same sh- t- come on. They're saying I we know. need to protect the retail investors. Yeah. yeah, sure. But this just shows you how big the corruption, the corruption uh-huh. goes. And there was another story. And again, guys, I'm not hundred percent sure on the accuracy <laughs> on this one, but apparently when Robin hood did that and blocked trading, people were like in uproar, yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. like super pissed. And so people were going on Google or like app store or whatever and giving them one star ratings Oh, and then apparently shit. Google deleted a bunch of the one star. <gasps> no. Are you serious? Is that, is that like, yeah. is that confirmed? I don't know. It wasn't hundred percent confirmed, but like people were like speculating that this happened. Like that they were deleting ratings as people were like, what is the rating right this, now? Uh, I have no idea. Oh my God. I don't know what the app. Oh my God. What is going on? I know. And it's just so funny though. Like it's the fact, like the, the, the best part is uh-huh. the part of the story that I loved that really just did bring a smile to my face <laughs> yeah. was the fact that this group of guys on Reddit got to guys and girls got together and literally found a flaw in the system. Yeah. That's, that's generally, um, cause we always talk about this, but like the system is corrupt in many ways and it's made for certain people to be the winners and yes. certain people to be the losers. Yes. Right. And the generally the winners are the mega wealthy and those people that are in that circle mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. you know, old boys club or whatever it is. Um, and I just love that this group of like people on a Reddit yes. forum Who got are together. These people? I know. And we're like, fuck you. And then like, and like, let's, let's, let's bring this. And they could see that these hedge funds were like in such a precarious position uh-huh. if their bet didn't happen. Yeah. That's why this was like the the perfect storm. They knew that you know they could I mean? fuck them over completely, like royally. Exactly. Yeah. Because because again, because so many people were shorted on the stock, if they drove the price up, it's going to force some people that are shorted to also buy stock to cover their position, right. which drives the price oh up more. Oh my god, like, it's this just is been, so crazy. I know it's been crazy. I just I just the thing that it makes me happy. The story, but the thing that makes me <laughs> yeah. sad is like I just feel like nothing's gonna happen. Oh, from I don't it. think anything's you gonna happen. I, mean? I don't think it's gonna actually cause. I think. Well, I think one. Okay, no, we can take a few good things out of this. Number mm-hmm. one, I think a lot of people, because of this story and how big it blew up, a lot of people mm-hmm. are learning a little bit about the stock market. Because let's face it, and finance, yeah, and finance. Like even like you and I, we did business. You did finance mm-hmm. as a degree, did you not? Yeah. Yeah. So you I know did, a little yeah. bit more than I do. I took finance. I did very well in finance. I don't know shit mm-hmm. about the stock market because I just have, like. Until like last year, I was like, I had no interest in investing. I didn't know anything about investing. Um, So yeah, for me, it's interesting to like hear these things because I'm learning like, uh, again, I'm like relearning what it is to short a stock, like all that shit. Um, So I think in one way it's good because we're learning a little Mm -hmm. bit. And also second, it's good that we're learning that um, the stock market has very little to do with reality, if any (laughs) at all. 
Like the fact yeah. that it can just go up and down like this, just based on how much people buy based because like, like we, we discussed mm. like the, the, the concept that people can just like over buy the stocks and then it'll just drive up the stock price that shows that that stock price has really nothing to do with the reality of the situation because the company exactly. could be on the verge of, you know, shutting down you have no customers but then if something mm-hmm. like for example if gamestop it, if it was on the verge of shutting down but then all yeah. of a sudden the stock price just rises because of this whole crazy situation which is kind of like what's happening exactly yeah. so you can tell yeah. it's just a game it's just a game yeah. it's just gambling it, it and, and yeah exactly this is it they're saying that, like so many people are like look it's just emphasizing first of all the problems with the system and yeah. how it's set up Secondly, the fact that a lot of it is a game because and and it was interesting to see so many people come on to all of these different news news programs and everything and be like, look, people that are investing in these retail investors need to stop because, you know, they're going to get burned. The price, the stock is overvalued. There's no fundamentals of of what you're doing in investing. Right. You know, because stocks are supposed to be meant to be a reflection of the company and the value of that company. Right. But this showcases (laughs) perfectly. Exactly. This showcases perfectly that this is not necessarily the case. Like there's, you know, a lot of it is built into speculation as to what you think the company is going to do or, you know, and it shows that like, you know, something, some news could be released and a bunch of people could think, oh, my God this stock is going to be amazing. Tons of people flood into it. Yep. And the, guess what? The price goes up. Exactly. So, and it's also it like, you- and also didn't uh, the government or so, didn't something happen when the COVID situation started happening and the stock market like plummeted, right? I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that the government like, f- like injected a shit ton of money. Capital. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it just, I think there are some good things to take from this story. Like you said, like, you know, there's certain things like it is an eye opener to a lot of people. You're right. People are talking about finance that never talked about (laughs) finance before, you know, people are learning about it. Um, People are also seeing like the corruption that's going on in the finance world, how bad it is. What Um, is a hedge fund? Daniel, can you, uh, can you enlighten us? Oh God damn. Well, basically a hedge fund is like, uh, it's a fund of like basically you like money that invests in more kind of like they call them like alternative investments, but like generally more risky investments. Oh, an I example see. of that is a short sell, right? Like the short right. sell would be an example. And part of the reason why the justification is for hedge fund managers to invest in these more, they call them sophisticated products and stuff is because um, they say that hedge fund managers are, you know, they are, you know, understand the finance world and they're willing to, t- you know, better, better equipped to take those risks. Mm. Um, I would argue that's not the case. <laughs> Apparently and not. No. And I would argue like the, and also it's funny cause a lot of people are beating up hedge fund managers right now. Like just giving them. Oh my like, God. I would you know, hate to be a hedge fund manager right now. <laughs> I know They're like, they're like taking them to the laundromat right oh now. Oh God. And, um, one of the guys on this one show that I was watching, he was just like, look, you know, like ultimately the whole idea of stocks and like growing um, like your money through investments is that you're actually like helping companies grow, right? The whole idea of like the, the, the principle behind stocks is like if I had my own company and I needed to raise capital yeah. to, to, to grow my company, I would offer equity. So people that ownership into my company by buying those shares. Yeah. And in turn, I use that money for productive things to grow my company to, you know, this is That's the fundamentals the of like, yes, exactly. This is the theory, right? But in practice, and, Exactly. And, and, and it's funny because people are like, these hedge fund managers are just leeches that are like driving company valuations to the ground half the time and like really manipulating the markets right. and, you know, basically are throwing their toys out of the pram because they're not winning for once, you know? Oh, so, shit. 
I know. Oh, it's shit. just, it's been such a good, I honestly feel like we needed this story in 2021 <laughs> because it's been like a, the little guy, kind of, the little guy needed yeah. a win. Exactly. And it just makes me like it. Honestly, when I saw this story, oh, that's it so just, like, crazy. made me smile uh-huh. so much. Right. And the thing that does suck. And again, guys, what these people are doing is, is very risky investing, like to try to get on this mm-hmm. like train of, of, you know what I mean? Um, at the end of the day, there are going to be some people that do lose money, of course. Um, but the fact that these hedge fund managers have just been bleeding money because of a couple guys got together, guys oh and girls God. got together on Reddit and fucked them over. And then, okay, like, wait, what happens? So those hedge fund managers, they're responsible for other people's money, right? Yeah. So then what happens to that? But I'm, I'm assuming that the people that are investing with hedge fund managers are very rich, wealthy people, correct? This is this is the whole argument, yeah. So, so, so part of the thing is, if, if me or you wanted to put our money into a hedge fund, uh-huh. there are hedge funds that cater to like smaller investments, but generally, even the ones that are smaller investments, they're, they're like more than we could afford. Do you know right. what I mean? Like it's, they're, it's hard to get into hedge funds. Mm. Um, generally, they usually have like a million, I heard like a million dollar threshold right. um, just to enter into them. So it is people that have a lot of money that, you know, generally can afford to lose that money. Um, and the funny ah, thing is, I let mean, the little guy whole, win. <laughs> exactly. And the whole argument again was about, oh, well, these are people's pensions and blah, blah, oh, blah, fuck blah, that the, bullshit. I know. I'm like, where were you in 2008 exactly. when all these people lost their pensions? All of these pe- and, and people, the, the beauty of this too is it's kind of like part of this GameStop thing that's happened is also a movement in itself. Yes. Of people that are pissed off. Yes. angry about what's happened and the state of the market and the fact that a lot of them have lost their job during the COVID done mm-hmm. all this, you know, all this stuff. And then they've looked and they've seen these hedge fund managers and these billionaires earn more money during this time yep. while everyone else is losing out. And they're like, okay, what the, f- I don't stand for this anymore. Like what the fuck? Like yeah. what can we do? So, oh, oh my God. So beautiful. Oh my, seriously. This yeah. thing, like, it's insane. It's actually insane. Like what is happening? Yeah. Um, I, I hope it I changes like something. De- I mean, I don't know. I know. I, I, I hope that like this does bring more light, but again, like I just feel like if the financial markets crashing in the, in, in 2008 didn't change anything, right. then I just don't see how yeah. this is going to change. Anything. I mean, if it does Although one I, thing again, it, it highlights the, the kind of corruption and all of the fuck uppery, yeah. you know, to the everyday people, because again, people are not paying attention to the stock market market. They just think, Oh, hedge fund man- manager. He's just some guy that knows a lot about finance. They don't yeah. think like, Oh, they're fucking us over They're They're just like doing this little game just to like make money. It, exactly. It's crazy. It like, Oh, oh my God. Seriously. Guys, I suggest watch <laughs> some YouTube videos on it. There are some beautiful <laughs> stories out there. And I'm just like, I'm like living it's for so, this story right now. Like, honestly, it's always what we talk about, but it's just the idea that like, as soon as it goes against you, all of a sudden you want all kinds of regulation. This so this whole point. concept yeah. of like, you know, free market capitalism, like people mm-hmm. don't want it unless it benefits them. They uh, only want the- free market capitalism if, mm. if it benefits them. Yeah, that's why I thought this story was so perfect yeah. for us because we do talk about this so much. Mm-hmm. And again, I do, I want to put my like my statement out there, guys, that like I don't think there's anything wrong with short selling if you think a company's value is going to go down. That's not the issue here. Again, the issue is the corruption that's happening, mm-hmm. the collusion, the manipulation, the over leverage. That's like a key thing, a key concept, because in 2008, that's why a lot of these banks and a lot of these things failed wasn't necessarily because of the investments that they were doing, 
that was part of it. But a huge part of it is the amount of money that they leveraged that they couldn't pay back if yeah. the, if everything went to hell in a handbasket. And like, they should not be allowed to do that. If I, as, an, as a person, can't really over leverage myself. Right. I mean, I probably could in some ways, mm-hmm. but like, why are these institutions allowed to do that yeah. to such a level that can like collapse financial markets? Oh like, God. It's because money it's, is like, again, it's just like a number on a screen now and people could just make shit up. Apparently mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just this whole, this whole thing has just like blown my mind. Yeah. And I do, I do think it's, I mean, I think that this GameStop was the perfect storm because there was so many different factors at play here to make this a successful play on the part of Wall Street bets. Um, but I do think also it's kind of a wake up call in some regards for the hedge fund managers who are now going to have to like really, you know, oh, be more. I mean, they're probably going to be more like strategic now and try to do their manipulation behind closed doors, which, you know, they do anyway. Um, and oh, God, yeah, I, I wonder what's going to happen. I hope something does happen, but again, let's, let's just see and see how this plays out. And Oh, another thing I was going to say uh-huh. is how ironic you just love that word, Daniel. I do. I do really love it. Um, but no, I was going to say how like funny is it that the app that people were using to bring down wall street basically was called Robin hood and how, how bad PR Robin hood must be getting now that they've basically stopped the little guy from trading. Uh huh. For a period of time. Right. Because it was made for the little guy. Exactly. Right. This is the ironic thing. And people are like, people are like, um, actually, I think the um, Securities Exchange Commission in the US is going to be doing an investigation into Robin Hood to see if there was... Yeah. The plot thickens. <laughs> I know. It's just it's just crazy. And and obviously, they've lost the faith of a lot of people by doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So regardless if it was a move that they needed to cover or whatever it was, like they should have been transparent and just been vocal about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And then people might have like believed them. But the fact that like they just did it, didn't really say much. And then later came out to say, you know, oh yeah. And it was funny because there was a bunch of interviews too with the CEO of Robinhood. And he was like, oh, we don't have a liquidity problem. Like it was fine. Like blah, blah. And then they're like, well, why did you shut it down? Oh, then if you had no, he said that? No cash. Yeah. And then oh, I think he took it back in another BS. interview. I know. Oh, then he, you know for a fact that there there's some shady shit. Going oh, on there is some shady shit going on. Now mm-hmm. I need to. I want to learn more about the financial uh, crash of two uh, thousand eight. You know, if you want to really find it, well, not really find out, but one good way to think of it or like look at it is, um, have you seen the movie the called Big The Big Short? Short? Yes, I've seen it. Yeah. I, I watched it a while ago, um, but I need mm-hmm. to re. Maybe I'll rewatch it now that I understand yeah. a little more. You know. Exactly. Like open it up, look at it. And because the thing is, too, is Uh some of these financial products and stuff that even the hedge funds and people are investing in, I think some of them don't even fully understand. This is what I'm saying. I'm like, do we, like, do most people even understand this shit? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just insane. Like, this, the whole, like, I feel like no matter how much I study it, no matter how much I learn about it, I'm still not going to fully understand the concept of a stock market. Yeah it's cause it's so complicated. Like it gets so complex and like the different moves that you can do in this. Like, I don't even, I like, I literally like, how did people do this without computers is my question. Remember like back in the day when they didn't have, like everything was like on the phone. Like you had to like call into the stock market and be like, I would like to bet on like T G C. And then it's just like, Oh my God, how does that even happen? Well, exactly. And how would that? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's crazy, crazy concept to think about. Um, but that's even I, more so why it, it was very much just tied to the elite for a very long time. 
And I do think exactly. it is it is shifting in some way, I guess, because now like mm. everyday people, I mean, not everybody, there's still like, a, uh, I think still great majority of the population are not participating in the stock market at all. Yeah. Um, but it is becoming a little bit more of like talked about thing amongst not so super wealthy elites. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Well, I saw a stat somewhere and I don't, don't quote me on this, guys. Don't quote Daniel um, on, on anything, guys. And, and exactly. <laughs> I'm like a, but I, I was reading or I saw somewhere that it was still like this is a good positive shift to get people more interested in stocks and everything. But like at the end of the day, in the share market, I think I think that like 85 percent of shares and stocks and all that kind of stuff that's going on is held by the one percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I know that's so, crazy. That's why it's not reflective mm-hmm. of everyday people. So you can't look at a stock market and think, oh, the economy is doing so well because it's like not, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's just not. Exactly. And we've just, I think that like one thing that this has proven again is the, the kind of, you know, these people can argue that these stocks are, the price of stocks are based on fundamentals of companies and blah, 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 blah. But there is so much speculation. Oh my God. It's just BS. Okay. It's just BS. Like for example, like when, um, like we talked about when, when a company decides to go public and they release their like IPO or whatever. And the, you, and then if there's like some excitement about the company and people think it's going to do well, it all of a sudden just inflates that price. Like DoorDash, for example, which, um, Mm -hmm. I think went public a few weeks ago and fucking DoorDash, Mm -hmm. like a lot of people were just like, uh, this should not be this price. (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know what happened to the price, but like, just it's just a game. Like, it's just mm-hmm. a game. Like, it's like literally, it's literal gambling. Like, I can't. Exactly. So it's just like, and it's ugh. Funny. And so many people are like, oh, you know, the market, it corrects itself and blah, 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 That's blah, blah. literal and then, bullshit. I know. And then it's so funny to see kind of the uproar that these Reddit guys have caused uh-huh. in the financial community and how these people are like screaming out for like, this needs to be investigated and blah, 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 blah. It's just so funny to see this all play yeah. out. Like literally guys like, oh, what I'm happens? loving it. What happens if a stock um, is, again, like let's take DoorDash for example. So mm-hmm. they went public and then a bunch of people bought their s- stocks and was like, okay, DoorDash, woohoo price went up they raised a shit ton of money mm-hmm. and then and then it's just out there to be gambled on right yeah so it's it, it has very little to do with the actual like there's i'm sure a certain amount of well, money that, that the company will use to you know yeah. do their services or whatever it's based on like you know the thing is is the thing with the thing with shares and everything else is the company can like issue more shares later on if they want like they if can, they need more money can, Exactly. Or they could buy back shares if they want to take back some ownership. Like there's a lot of different things that they can do. Oh my God, it's so complicated. I know, it gets so confusing. (laughs) This is why when I was learning it, I was like, this is bullshit. I don't want to learn this shit. (laughs) Yeah. And anyway, guys, like also as a caveat here, like we're not, uh, you know, offering any kind of advice or doing anything like that. We're just saying- Do not ever take our financial advice. (laughs) Exactly. We're just talking about our thoughts on this, this subject and, you know, the kind of concept of finance, the concept, like I get the concept of shares and stock and everything else. I just think, again, in theory, it sounds great, mm-hmm. but in practice, it's just, you know, a game for the elites to make more and more money. Yeah. Like, and then if you know more people, know. then you obviously you can hire people to do the research for you. And then you can, yeah. and even if you do it in the right way, it's still like not fair because obviously more money makes more money, right? Because exactly. if you're rich, I could hire a hedge fund manager mm-hmm. and they can yeah. go and do all the research for me. And all I have to and do, do is these- dump a bunch of money and then they're yeah. just going to grow it. 
Exactly. And then these hedge fund, hedge fund managers are going to over leverage to get higher because <laughs> yes. you know the whole the part of the reason why these companies over leverage is, you know, like with with investments, the whole concept of risk and return. Right. The more risky yeah. an investment is, the higher potential for return. And like if you're leveraging your position, right. you're in turn making it more risky. And isn't one of the principles of investing is to not put all your eggs in one basket? And have a this diversified similar, portfolio. <clears throat> and I know that the hedge fund managers do. They do have a few things. But like, how fucked up is it that their position in one company, this just yeah, shows yeah, yeah. you how aggressive, how aggressive their position right. was. Their position was so aggressive that they could lose 20, 30, however many billion dollars they lost uh-huh. um, because of this one position. It Again, it just shows you like the the recklessness of these like hedge funds, you know, yeah. and, like, Again, and so many people were like, if they had shorted the stock normally, like, uh, you know, still tried to like take advantage mm-hmm. of the fact that they think that it's going down, like this wouldn't have played out the way that it had. Right. But it's because they're because they're greedy. Mm. You know, they want to keep making more and more there money. There you go. So you hit the gonna... nail on the head. They're greedy as fuck. Exactly. That's what happened with the housing crisis. These people were greedy as fuck and they over extended over leverage over like position themselves into these markets which they believed okay this is going to perform in one way right, right? like we know what this is going to happen it's going to do this and the, because they're so have so much at stake there that if it even goes slightly the other way they could lose so much money right. like that's why they say that there's like a a thing that happens in like the the financial world where basically mm. when it seems like really really good like the the stock market mm. is like super booming Usually that's mm-hmm. followed by like a crash. Apparently like the yeah. Great Depression, for example, I think before the Great Depression, it was like, ooh, everyone's doing Booming. fantastic. Woohoo. And all of a sudden, because we don't see everything that's happening. So like the regular yeah. people are not going to see everything that's happening. And if people are like, and that's mm-hmm. what happened with 2008 as well, I think, because nobody thought this was going to happen. And all of a sudden it was like, whoa, fucking crash. Yeah. Oh God. Well, if you watch, I mean, if you remember in the big short, some people did know. Yeah. A few people did. And did they make a bunch of money? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they did. They shorted it. That's why oh it's my, called the big short right. because they were shorting the, again, they thought that these, instead of share, I can't remember exactly how it worked, but it was like collateralized um, loans or something. It was like mortgages. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. The mortgage thing mortgage. was like a big thing. Yeah. And they were betting these guys were like, look, this is the, the housing market in the U S is fucked. They're giving mortgages to everyone. They're selling these mortgages to like other investors and there's no money. as like, exactly. And like, eventually these people are going to default on these mortgages and it's going to cr- crash. Right. Everything, right. And that's why they like shorted the, like, I, I don't know exactly yeah. the whole, cause it gets Something really like complicated that. guys. Yeah. yeah. So watch the big short. Yeah, it explains it much better than I do this week. Actually, I need to I refresh my memory. I might watch it tonight. Oh, I'm in a mood for well, it. You know, you know? God damn. I hope. I hope some people uh, on the Reddit thread made a shit ton of money. I hope so. Oh, they did. Did they? They did. Yeah. The, and and the thing is too that like a lot of people were posting is some people were getting out like earlier and they were saying like sure every, again it was everyday people being like this is fantastic I just was able to pay off my student loan oh or, see that's so you know, nice exactly someone was like I was able to pay for my mom's like hospital visit or medication or whatever it was from these like windfall wins so again it just kind of like emphasized that story of this kind of like David versus the Goliath Mm -hmm. and they actually that they fucked over Wall Street in this particular instance now is this going to continue the game stock is still really really high um who knows what's going to happen but hedge funds have lost a shitload of money well now I think that it could potentially lead to them having to be more careful to some degree. Yeah. 
because yeah. obviously they realize, oh shit, maybe we can't fuck over the little guy that much anymore. Exactly. And maybe, and maybe yeah. people are starting to call us out on our shit exactly. and realizing what we're doing a little bit. Exactly. So, God yeah, damn. Time will tell, guys. This is an exciting story. A great way to start 2021, <laughs> I, th- I think, personally. By fucking over the financial market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and again, nothing wrong with the financial market. It's just the way that these people are playing the game. And, so, and it's just bullshit. Like, the whole the whole thing mm-hmm. is bullshit. We all know. I mean, I, I feel like we need to know it's bullshit. Like, for example, like, we always talk about it has nothing to do with how much work you're doing. I mean, again, of course, maybe if you got to a rich, you became rich at a certain point, you may have yeah. worked hard. I'm not, there's no denying that, but to say, Mm -hmm. pretend that these millionaires and billionaires are not rich just because they are literally just pumping all their money into the stock market, Mm -hmm. which works in their favor and they are avoiding taxes and all that shit. That's not Mm -hmm. what I call working hard. So that's partially why there are such disparities in this world. Exactly. Well, and I think that I seem to remember that that documentary called Capital that we both watched. One of the things that they said, again, when it comes down to working, yes, don't get me wrong. Like, you're right. Somebody can work hard and, you know, that whole American dream and Mm -hmm. become super successful. It does happen to some people, not that many, um, because people can work hard their whole lives and never get there. Um, One of the big concepts of, I remember Capital, I think it was Capital, when they said, actually, it's not working hard that's going to make you become rich. It's owning assets. Yeah. Right. So the more assets that you own, the actually the less work that you technically have to do because those assets will make money in, right. in, in themselves. So it almost right? makes so you like, more lazy. Exactly. So like think about like any kind of asset, like shares in a company, depending on how the company's doing, or property is another really good one. Yeah. If you happen to own a shitload of properties, you know, yes, you have to manage those properties and whatever else, or you could hire someone to manage them for you. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You're going to make more money than me working a full-time right. job. Even if we're not working, even if you're only working 10 hours a week because you have somebody working for you, I'm working full-time right. and you're making more than me because you own assets. Yeah. Oh my God, that's, that's assets crazy. Assets are what makes money. Yeah, which is so true. So like everything yeah. we've been told about like success and money and, you know, you got to work hard, all this shit. It only, I mean, again, it works to a certain point. Yeah. We all got to make our minimum wage at some point. Well, not all yeah. of us, but works to a certain mm-hmm. point. But then after that, it's like once you have a lot of money. And also if you're born into rich, uh, a rich family. This is part of it, right? So if you're born and your family it. transfers you those assets, yeah. then again, you're going to start re- reaping the benefit of that. And I think the whole like working hard, I'm not just diminishing like people that work hard. Of and course, we need to work successful. hard. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I think that generally and i would say like 90 percent of the time if you work really really hard you can maybe get yourself a little bit higher in the middle class kind of area right yeah but what i'm but to really make that leap to that kind of top one percent that kind of jump doesn't happen that often no it doesn't i think they've done some studies actually that especially in the states i think back in the day um it was the whole the whole concept of the american dream was a lot more feasible maybe back yeah. in the fifties is, or I don't know exactly the time frame, but, um, mm-hmm. but because of this, like kind of this huge gap happening between the rich and the poor. Mm-hmm. And of course that's the stock market being rigged and all this shit. So now mm-hmm. it's like almost impossible to, um, like if you're born poor, you're going to probably die poor for most people, mm-hmm. or, which is like very sad. Exactly. Or if you work hard, you're born poor, you work hard. Maybe you can become a little maybe. bit kind of middle class. Yeah. Climb up a little bit up that yeah. little little ladder, but you're not you're not you're never going to be into that top one percent. That's so sad, like, isn't it? 
It is really sad. And mm-hmm. the game is, and, and as you can see, I think this, this story guys is literally a perfect example of how the game is rigged <sighs> and it's not rigged in our favor. And uh-huh. the fact that all these news channels have jumped on it, you can see like Robinhood app shutting trading down for a bit. It seemed like Google at some point was involved, like removing reviews for Robinhood right. app. Like there's just so many culprits in the game and these hedge fund managers, they have buddies in high places. And, you know, again, no, no call out for regulation or anything when they're winning. But now the interesting God. thing is the second it flipped, the second, and look at how interesting this is the second this happened. Look what's happened in the media. Yeah. Uproar. Yeah. No Everyone's like, oh my God, we need regulation. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, honestly, like guys, like do your own research, watch yeah. some of these like YouTube news channels and everything else as to what's going on. But like, question yourself not like and ask ask this yourself because it's one thing that did really piss me off with a lot of these um people that were talking about this story so many of them that call out for regulation about market manipulation they do manage mention hedge fund managers as well and say that maybe they should be involved involved as well which they should um but so few of them talk about the fact of how leveraged these hedge Mm, funds were mm -hmm. up to like 140 percent of the stock like that in itself I think is technically illegal and should not be allowed to happen. So there should be more talk about that and why right. that was allowed to happen in the first place. Right. So God, this should be crazy, God, man. Be cr- this should be crazy. crazy mm-hmm. Well, so I guess, yeah. so basically finance people are evil. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, should we be dating finance guys, Daniel or no? Oh God damn. No, I don't know. Hedge fund managers. No, we don't want to, <laughs> we don't want to taint everyone with that brush. There's some definitely some great people that work in that industry. Um, but there's a lot of questionable behavior and questionable ethics that happen in these kind of uh-huh. things that are going on. And you know, this just show like it just, this whole story is just incredible. So yeah, yeah. it's anyway. very interesting. Are you going to go watch the big mm-hmm. short, Daniel? I might. I don't know yeah, what I'm going to do. It's getting kind of late, though, so it's a bit late to watch a movie at this time, you know? Oh, well, Daniel, I mean, we ain't got too many plans, so. <laughs> That's true. I have to be up for work tomorrow, though. It's Groundhog Day again tomorrow, so it's fine. Oh, God, I know. Oh, anyway. anyway All so right. Well, that was very fun. Yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed that story. And if you did, you haven't been following again, I think you guys just just for your own viewing pleasure, honestly, yes. watch some of these news news stories and stuff. Like, it's so good about GameStop and what's happened. Um, and leave us your yeah. comments guys leave us your comments mm-hmm. if you're watching on YouTube let us know what you think of this whole situation um, mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed my little rant about fitness uh, <laughs> influencers um, yeah. yeah check us out on Patreon guys our Patreon family is growing what mm-hmm. in the mother $3 a month um, that's our lowest tier and you can yep. get an extra bonus episode every single month Last the, mm-hmm. for the one in January we did um our love languages. Our love. We, we talked all about yeah. our love languages. We did so the love languages you- test. <laughs> so if you want to exactly. know what me and Daniel's love languages are, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you want to speak our there. love language, go over to our <laughs> Patreon. Join us on Patreon. Join the Patreon family. Uh, it's uh, only $3 a month to join, guys. Come mm-hmm. join us. Anyways, um, sorry this episode's so long, but hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, hopefully you guys got some insight and, you know, I hope you guys are also following the story as well, enjoying it, um, you know, and seeing, let's, let's see how this plays out. Um, and yeah, if you're not already, um, follow us on whatever podcasting platform that you're watching yes. or listening on, sorry. And if you are watching us on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and give like, us a thumbs up. Uh-huh. Yeah. And leave a comment if you want to, you know, if you like this, want to talk more, more to us, tell us some things, you know, got done. <laughs> 
We be, we be here for you. Tell us some <laughs> ironic things, guys. Tell us oh, some ironic God. things. Love you guys so much. Mm-hmm. See you guys. Thanks, guys. Next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.